What's up, y'all? And welcome to a special edition of the Technology News Talk. Like I mentioned before, uh, this year we're going to be doing something different and something new for you guys. And um, this is going to be a very special segment for, for this episode, what I like to call the Dynamite Review Show. And we're also going to be doing a Rampage Show Review as well. But, but before we get into review, let's introduce my co-host for this special segment. You already know him. Yeah, he's been with us uh, through not only to the Technology News Talk and the Respect the Combat podcast, my uh, dear sister partner, and soon uh, coming up, my entity partner. Please welcome Leland Benford. What's up, brother? Oh, heck yeah. I'm not going to still stone off Steve Austin's gimmick, but what is up, man? I've been looking forward to just talk AEW and the reviews. Uh, what a heck of a show. Uh, uh, beach break was last night, so I'm excited that I'm here talking about it with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we were supposed to do uh, for uh, our first premiere episode was supposed to be on the the debut episode when they appear on, on TBS, but as you know, COVID got in the situation, but it was a st stinker. But um, it's a good uh, way to, to start on the on a special episode of Dynamite of uh, Breach Bay was a definitely a good show. You had a good ladder match. We had a good lights out match. And then we have pre a lot of uh, episode, a lot of matches that have been announced are coming up soon. So let's not waste time. Let's get let's start off with the opener was the TNT championship unification match with Sammy Guevara versus uh, Cody Rose. Now they skipped the entrances uh, for that and we just uh, dive straight in into the match. So my thing is that when it comes to like ladder matches, we rarely see any one-on-one -on -one type of ladder matches in a long time because uh, the ladder matches nowadays, it just be like multi-man matches and they're just there to like the, the get, get the crowd hype and get them wild for any special things that that's happened. So there's rarely any, uh, any time for the past couple of years that you see a one-on-one -on -one, um, ladder match with a good um, stakes on the line. And then this kind of reminds me of Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon for the Undisputed Intercontinental Championship match back at WrestleMania 10. And then this was a uh, this was a bomb burner of a of, of a ladder match. We had moments that kind of remind you of the WrestleMania 17 moment with uh, Jeff Hardy and I'm um, at Edge. And there was one moment that where freaking uh for for the soul came out like. I didn't understand that why he had to come in to, to do that match, but yeah, but but at the end of it, we got a new undisputed TNT champion, which is Sammy Guevara, which I was surprised, uh, which was a good move. I highly thought uh, Cody was gonna win, but um, hope, uh, but but Sammy uh, did win, uh, which was the right move, and okay. then uh, um, and now we got a lot of speculation of what's next for Cody. And uh, even though he's not under contract with uh, with AEW, he's a um, yeah, he's a free agent. So yeah, interesting yeah. times with Cody Rhodes. Uh, just to kind of take a back, some 
having them start with the no interests was kind of a bummer for me because I like to hear how the crowd is going to react to Cody. That's like one of my new favorite things. Is this a boo crowd or is it a cheer crowd? And so far, since this kind of turn happened for Cody, um, it's, it's like a 50-50 always with the crowds. So it's interesting that Cody Rose is AEW versions of John Cena now. Uh, where we got uh, Cody, let's go Cody, Cody sucks um, chants. Um, and I have an issue with those chants because I think it always needs to be a let's go Sammy um, chant, like chant for the guy that you really want to win, you know? So all the people who's chanting Cody sucks should have been chanting let's go Sammy if you didn't want Cody to win. Um, but Cody is now in that place of being a uh, betweener. He's doing hill things and he's doing face things. He's doing hill things like uh, really taking it to Sammy's leg, but also checking on the lady in the audience to make sure she didn't get hit. There was a lot of things I liked about this match and it was such a good match, but there was a couple of things that stuck out to me that I wish they worked out. But I do want to say it was a um, that that cutter that Sammy Guevara did uh, from the top rope when he uh, uh, leapfrogged over the ladder to do a cutter on uh, Cody Rose was just ridiculous and amazing. And it was like the one cutter that I'm like, oh, Randy Orton wouldn't be able to hit that. Like <laughs> Orton wouldn't be able to hit that RKO from that kind of position in the way that Sammy did it. So bravo to Sammy Guevara for doing something really original in the ring. Um, and doing something really just uh, phenomenal. Um, there was a couple of moments where I feel like Sammy um, should have kind of uh, worked the crowd a little bit more or, or, or worked his injuries a little bit more to make the make it feel like it was uh, more of a battle. Um, but overall, really good match, and I'm interested to see where Cody goes. Is he going to be a heel? Is he going to be a face? Or is he just going to keep riding the in-between line and doing it that way? Yeah, that cutter, that's a, a total, uh, like I mentioned before, that cutter reminds me of WrestleMania 17 when Jeff Hardy was hanging over the ledge and then mm -hmm. Ed Spear. That's the, that's where that's where that moment remind me of. And there was a great moment where they both was hanging on to the belts and they both dropped off. And that was that was a cool moment because I thought Cody was going to grab one on the way down. Um, so really interesting to put the belts back on Sammy Guevara. I think he does make a good TNT champion. He's young. His matches are good. Um, now, seeing who he goes against next, that would be very interesting. I would love if they put somebody like Dante Martin and Sammy Guevara together. Um, or Powerhouse Hobbs versus Sammy Guevara and really build a, a program around the TNT title or even have some previous people come back. Like Miro hasn't been on TV in a minute and I think he's enjoying it. Um, but, you know, having some of those guys come back. But it's, I, think, I think whoever their next person is for that TNT title uh, needs to be something that either we haven't thought of or something we just want. You know, we haven't seen these two guys um, go at it yet and make it a good story that leads to the next paper. Um, the next challenger I see is probably going to be, yeah, probably going to be Scorpio Sky or yeah, probably Scorpio Sky because uh, right. he was in, uh, in the crowd 
with uh, uh with America Top Dan Team. Lambert, yeah, Dan Lambert, right. they, yeah. they are pushing that. And you know, Ethan Page definitely needs a, a bigger. I think I I think Ethan Page is one talented dude on the mic and in the ring. Um, and I feel like they haven't been utilizing them as much as they could. Uh, but I do want to. I can't remember any highlights from his match with Sammy Guevara. So that is one thing as well. Um, but I don't know them in the TNT title i don't know are they a team are they singles like why aren't they going for the tag belts more than just kind of messing around with uh inner circle i know they had that big match for inner circle so i know they still have some heat there um but top team uh man of the year should be going for the belts and not necessarily one at a time for the tnt title yeah and that's the thing um though with tony Khan, like uh, he definitely sees the ethan page and scorpio guys as a good good single competitors but now they are they also good uh, as a tag team but it's just going to be interesting how it's going to be uh going forward because, because like i said before either scorpio scar or either page is going to be the next person in line to go to go after says, says sammy gabar but um you know i really enjoy i don't know if you guys ever get a chance to listen go check out the aew ranking site but i really enjoy that every new of the year we have a new record and people who was in you know fifth place in december can jump up to first place if they get a couple of wins behind them and i i think it's just you know and we all know wrestling is a work we all understand that but this does just give some legitimacy and like some strategy to wrestlers who can jump in because look at private party who's jumped to the top of the you know charts here um who have a you know tag team match uh with jungle uh, jurassic express so i mean um that's where i want to see the top team i want to see the top team somewhere in there and not necessarily going for the tnt um, title well man of the year i should say yeah but we'll see how that goes so um after the match we have an interview with team taz and they are somewhere in a snowy beach in cleveland i didn't even know they had beaches you know, in cleveland um for sure Got the okay great lakes, buddy let me ask you this question do they have beaches in detroit yeah we do we have Belle Isle, we have metro beach we it's the great lakes so we don't have oceans like you guys have in Miami, but we have some really great lakes. I mean, as snowy as that beach was, like, who lives there? Sub-Zero? Who lives there? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, you'd be surprised. People do still go out there. But in the summertime, it's always really nice. Uh, I don't recommend jumping in the Detroit River. I've done it a couple of times and never came out the same. Oh my God! There was even a funny moment uh, with Tony. Tony Shavari saying, "My hand is split to the microphone because it's all snowing." Uh, like Powerhouse Hobbs say so. <laughs> oh my God! And now Powerhouse Hobbs has challenged um, Darte Martin to another uh, to another match, uh, where probably going to happen uh, next week. Uh, they never said mention when it's going when the schedule going to be happening, but we do have another schedule match that's going to be happening uh, next Friday, Rampage. And that's um, Ricky Starks accepting Jay Lethal's challenge for the FTW championship. Yeah, yeah, that's let's go Jay Lethal. And I like I like uh, I like Starks as well. I like Ricky Stark, but uh, I'm definitely thinking more of I'm more of a Jay Lethal friend, uh, fan at this point. Yeah, 
And then also just to jump back to it, I just want to talk about how into that match the crowd was for Cody and uh, Sammy. Just when I looked at my notes and just saw that, but that crowd last night was so hella into that match, and that made it such such much 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 more of a better match. You think that should have made it the show? Uh, you know, I like how AEW throw their main events in front sometimes, you know, because it just starts me off with action. You know, it's it just like, man, I'm glad I saw that now. Um, but I mean, also, I think what ended the show had to end the show because it was a lights out match. Yeah, but uh, we'll get to the, the light match, uh, lights out match in, in yeah. a moment. But um, another squash, a uh, Warlow squash match. He defeated two other guys in a handicap match. Now that was an easy win. So. Oh, you skipped one. You skipped. Uh, I think it was two point versus Inner Circle. No, no, that that's um that was after Warlord's match. Oh, it was okay, great. Yeah, like I said, that was an easy match. We get skipped onto that. I just want to see uh Warlord become a baby face. Um, I'm hoping he wins the um the face of the revolution ladder match at Revolution, and then it comes to a point with um he split with MJF. And it's coming soon. The crowd is very hype on, on Warlow to become a to become a baby face and get Yo. yeah and break up Yo. with MDM. He is a hell of a star. You hear the reports talking about WWE is interested in him. Um, so yeah, he is a hell of a star. And uh AEW will be smart to kind of drop a belt on him um pretty pretty quick here. Mm. Yeah. And then we go into Chris Jericho, Santa, Santana Ortiz, also known as the Inner Circle, against uh, Daniel Garcia and 2.0. So we all know but with this angle with Jericho, Santana Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston, this all going to lead up to Jericho versus Eddie Kingston at Revolution. That's why I see that this is, this is headed. So um, Chris Jericho and Santana Ortiz got the win against um, Daniel Garcia and 2.0. But um, Santana Ortiz was not um, very happy at the end but because um, in the point of the match that they didn't want to even, they didn't want to tag in Jericho in most of the match. But um, eventually Jericho tagged himself in in the point of the match, but um, that he did uh, hit him with the juice of fat on who was it? He got hit with it with the Jews of Uh, I think it was either I don't know it was Garcia uh, or, or somebody else. But um, but uh, but, uh, but yeah, Santana Ortiz wasn't very happy that um Jericho assisted him the in order to uh, to win the match. So again, yeah, Santana Ortiz are caught in a um in a situation with Jericho and Kingston. So I feel like this is gonna lead up to a match with Jericho and Kingston. At Revolution. So, what are your thoughts on between Jericho, Santana Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston? I'm really liking the story that's being told here, man. I was just like, like I'm, I'm a huge mark for Inner Circle because they were like the first bad boy group of AEW. You know what I mean? Like they were the day one, you know, first episode of Dynamite. You know, they formed. So I've always been a big fan of Inner Circle. So this for me is just like, okay, so either they're planning to break down the Inner Circle one by one, 
or they're planning a big comeback thing for the inner circle. And that's always the fun part with inner circle stories that it can go either way. And it's just, it's always just a fun ride to watch their stories play out. Um, but also I wanna see um, Pride and Powerful get they shine and get their light. I wanna see them kind of free of the inner circle and able to kind of just mix it up in the tag team uh, division and really start um, making, you know, kicking ass and taking names, you know? So I want to see more, you know, Pride and Powerful versus um, FTR and uh, the Acclaimed and uh, all these guys, you know, so I definitely want to see them just mix it up more. I think I think Man of the Year and and Santana Ortiz can have a great um, program together because it's just complete opposites. And I think I think with their skill and with their personalities, I think they can have a great program. Yeah, but um, I think yeah, uh, uh, I like where you headed there. But I, like I mentioned before, the the main story of this situation is Jericho and Kingston. So yep. um, yeah, we're, we're going to see how that match for because Kingston, um, he's on the injury list, but he's about to, re to return soon, just just be, be, before, uh, just in time for Revolution. So also, really hype about that, about that rivalry as well. Kingston and Jericho, I mean, two veterans in their own right. One, you know, way more of a celebrity. The other one, a celebrity in the indie world and has become like an overnight, you know, sensation for, uh, I think, a lot of wrestling fans who wasn't familiar with his indie work. Um, so, I mean, it's such a good story that can be told there. And they're so both really good on the mic um, that it's just going to be fun to watch these guys tussle. Now, when it comes to the match itself, I don't know how good it's going to be, but I know they're going to be able to play to each other's strengths and make it a great story regardless. Yeah, but um, after that, after that match, we go into two promos. The first one up is that we're finally going to get a Heyman Adam Page versus Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer in two weeks for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship in uh, in Atlanta City. But that match is going to be a Texas death match. Now, when Pe Adam Page heard about or heard it was going to be a Texas death match, he was like, "What? What? What? What do you say?" But uh, if like he was kind of surprised, like yeah. <laughs> like he was shocked. That was but, a good um, moment. Yeah, but um, we all know Page is going to be uh, Lance Archer. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. But right. the question is, is that after Paisley gets done with Lance Archer, who is going to be his opponent at Evolution? Yeah. You know, I wrote a note here for this one. I said, is Lance Archer the best challenger for Adam Page now? And I put no. And I also said, will this be an entertaining match that we're all going to love watching? Yes. Um, so there's like no stakes with the AEW uh, championship at the moment because I think we all got that feeling that you know Paige is going to come uh, go over on this one. Um, but will it be really entertaining to watch these two guys just beat the crap out of each other? Yes. So I'm, I'm down for it. But it will be interesting. I mean, if you look at the rankings, um, Adam Cole is uh, number one. 
Um, under Adam Cole, you have Dante Martin. And then you have uh, Lance Archer, Andrade, and Powerhouse Hobbs. So if you're looking at just the top five that we have in front of us, uh, if I had to choose, I would like to see Andrade versus Hangman Page. I think those two clash of styles will be really good. And I would like it to see if I can see a couple of matches of Andrade and Adam Page. Yeah, but uh, speaking of uh, that um, in our next promo, so we officially going to have a Jurassic Express versus Private Party match set for this upcoming uh, rampage for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. So, Richard did brought up say, "Oh, after we get done with Private Party, now uh, after we get done with Private Party, then we're going to get into uh, back with Billy Gunn and his uh, and his two sons." So, ass boys, yeah. I love the ass boys gimmick. That is hilarious. Um, Christian saying the ass of the family um, or the family ass. That's what he said. And then also Isaiah uh, Cassidy in the background saying facts, facts every time Matt Hardy says something. I am ready for private party to leave uh, the HOF or the a-H-O-L. I'm ready for Private Party to be on their own. Um, they can stay heel, uh, but I will love it if Private Party just kind of stepped away from Matt Hardy and did their own things. I think a year with him has been a good amount of time, and I'm pretty sure they learned a lot. I'm happy when they partner Private Party up with Matt Hardy, because um, I was like, oh man, these guys are young, they're they're, they're new, they, they didn't have that much experience, you know, before they got to AEW, so teaming up, up with Matt Hardy was great, because you got a veteran, um, but now I'm ready for them to take what they learned and go on their own. Yeah, Private Party needs to go on their own, they can't be uh, babysit forever. You know, I think that's one thing that I think AEW does better than any other company that's out there right now is partnering up these veterans with the people that they believe the most in and putting the people like uh, together to teach, you know, because like you got Christian Cage with Jurassic Express. And since Christian Cage has joined Jurassic Express or been a part of um, Jungle Boy's career, Jungle Boy's um, promos have gotten a heck of a lot better. You know, if you remember his promos before Christian Cage came, you know, you probably don't remember much because he didn't say much. But now he at least sounds confident on the mic. And uh, that what they did with him really benefited Jungle Boy. And I think just the the learnings, how to be a heel, how to be a good worker really benefited uh, Private Party. Yeah, well, we'll see how their match go on, on Page this Friday. But we are finally gonna get cm punk versus mjf next week in chicago we had a promo that just set up that match and then the pinnacle uh it came down to beat up on punk and then mjf sitting on um, punk and telling him that i'm gonna end you the same uh place that you came back and um in aew so we had a lot of uh comments and, and um and points that, that came out here especially MJF being MJF and uh, Tony out Cleveland and, and everything. And even mentioned um, with that Monday Night Raw um, in 2014 where Pump was supposed to be in Cleveland at the time. But um, but, but that's another story there. Um, he even mentioned when LeBron left Cleveland to go to Miami and go to the, uh, to the Lakers. Oh, my God. That was a 
That was crazy over there. But um, yeah, yeah. And they even see a poem mention. Oh, MJF is just a fan when he listened um the, to the podcast. Like, oh my god, you 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 never uh uh love hearing them going back and forth. It's either uh you think one one got got up on one, and the other one comes back and give a one of the other one. Like their promos is good, and um we finally gonna get their match uh next week. But my thing is that. The question is that how this match is going to end next week. It is going to be an a, a up finish on there, and then we get another match at, at Revolution. And, uh, like, how did, how this match is going to go? How do you think this match is going to go? So I would think, uh, first I want to say, I like MJF as a promo guy, but like yesterday he has this tendency of kind of like just – taking forever to get to a burn or get to a point and his promo kind of lost me last night uh, i was definitely down for the cm punk stuff and he got me hyped up but mj's promo got me out a lot of, until he started coming back with some of the lebron james stuff but for a moment there it just felt a little long-winded and i'm like okay just get to the point dude um but i did like the beat down that was towards the end after the promo was over. I like a good old fashioned heel beat, beat down on the baby face. So that was a, a, a really cool beat down. Cause I was waiting for like, I think Sting and Darby was the one that was coming out. And I was waiting for Sting and Darby to come out, but they didn't show up. So he just had to get beat up. But I did like the little storytelling they was doing with Wardlow, kind of hesitating to kind of do the power bomb and everything like that. So now you're starting to see that he's going to be a baby face um, soon. So all those little seeds they planted uh, was really good there. Um, now, as far as how I think the match is going to go, oh, man. Because I want this thing to end, I'm not going to lie, I want to see him punk to go over, but things tend to kind of like drawn out with NJF, and it's always like two or three matches. Um, he always has these long kind of programs, so I'm thinking NJF is going to go over. But I do think that this rivalry with CM Punk is going to lead to Wardlow going single. So I'm willing to kind of go through that ride so Wardlow can become a single uh, singles opponent. Yeah, there, there was uh, definitely a moment where with Wardlow and uh, there's a lot of tension going on between him and MJF and, of course, Sean Spears at the moment. But um, we'll just have to wait and see how that's going to play out. And then also next week as far as uh, because um, – I feel that uh, whatever, whoever wins between those two is probably going to get um, Adam Page, even though Adam Cole is the highest ranking number one contender. Uh, uh, if they go by by the rankings, because um, we'll get to the, uh, uh, I'll explain why in a moment when we get to the lights out match in a in a moment. But, but um, after that, we got a promo with the acclaim. And now we got a match set up with uh with Anthony Boris versus John Moxley uh uh this Friday on uh, on Rampage. And then we cut into another promo. This is oh my god, this is confused me. So Jay Cargo chooses her next opponent for the TBS women's championship, and then get this: her next opponent on Rampage is Julia Hart. Like, what? 
What? Well, because she wants an easy bitch. Like that don't make no sense. Like she literally had a good match with uh, with, with Anna J uh, last last week, and now Julia Hart. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Well, I think they just need you know someone to job out to Jade until they put her in that. Uh, into a program with a real competitor and a real threat to her title reign. But I think they're doing low-key Goldberg-type things with Jade Cargill. She's undefeated. Her record is ridiculous. I mean, Jade has how many wins? 25 wins, zero losses. Uh, Even, you know, Britt Baker has 40 wins, 19 losses overall. But she also... Uh, Britt Baker just has one win this season. Jade Cargill already has three wins this this season. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they're just racking up wins for Jade. Now, who can take her out? Obviously, to me, is Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa needs to be the next TBS champion. I just noticed Ruby Soho isn't even um, top five right now. Um, but... Um, I think what they yeah what they're doing with Jade is just trying to give her as many wins as possible so she has like this incredible record and a reason why people can't argue that she's like a really good TBS champion. Unfortunately, um, Thunder Rosa is actually next for for Britt Breaker, and if I see say anyone taking it off the title of Jade, it could be either Serena D or Ruby Soho. Or mostly Serena D, but we'll see how that goes. You know, they kind of dropped that rivalry that Thunder Rosa was having with uh, what's her name? Rosina Martinez. No, that's yeah. still, it's still going on. It's still going. Yeah, but I know, like last night, there was no like real mention of it. Yeah, it's still going on. So she uh, she got to finish. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Thunder Rosa got to finish uh, her rivalry with, with Mercedes Martinez before going into going into Brit Breaker. Gotcha. So, who would you want to see as the next TBS champion? Like, really win win the belt. Uh, I don't know, but um, yeah, we'll see how that's gonna play out. But um, uh, going into uh, first world women men's on the night is uh, legit uh, Lady Hirsch versus Red Velvet. Now, when it comes to uh, to legit Lady Hirsch, she reminds me a little bit of of Shayna Baszler, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, not as dangerous as Shayna Baszler, but definitely potential to grow um, into that role. Um, man, she is so small though, man. That's but that, it kind of works with her. I'm glad they put her against Red Velvet because Red Velvet is really small as well. Like they're just both really like you know petite women. Um, so, but done together, didn't notice if any one of them was like really small. Um, but um, I think that was a pretty good match. I like that they're trying to put Layla more in a heel position. She's been doing more promos and, and had more time to speak um lately so i like that they're giving her the ball and letting her run with it and see how she do you know so i think she is a good uh a good heel wrestler yeah but uh she gets a win over red velvet right now but this rivalry is just based on 
her and and Chris uh, and Chris Statlander for what for what happened uh, previously on Rampage and that six man to, a six person to tag, tag tag match that happened previously. And then after the match, once the match wrap up, um, later Hurst continue to <clears throat> excuse me continue to beat down on Red Velvet, and then uh, uh, Chris Statlander comes in the to to, uh, to break it up. So you already know uh, Chris Statlander versus uh, later Hurst uh, matches in the future coming up soon. Yes. Yes. They're par- and they're probably going to happen uh, on a rampage. On a rampage. Yes, yes, indeed. They do need to start having TPS, TBS woman champion fight on TBS. But at the same point in time, I also don't want to see Britt Baker be the queen of rampage since it's on TNT because she's the world champion. Um, definitely, they kind of got to figure out, like, I guess they're equal belts. And I know Cody was saying, like, you know, all the belts are equal and it's not like something is lower than the other. But definitely the TBS champion feels like, you know, a secondary championship, just like the TNT championship for like a secondary championship to the AEW championship. Um, So with that, you do have an opportunity to have um, kind of rankings for each of those belts and the own divisions. So it's going to be fun to kind of see how the TBS championship play out and how it, how it goes compared to the world championship or a women's championship for AEW. Yeah. And then um, we go into a very, very awesome promo in the house of black with Matakai black and Brody King. Now going back to J- J- Julia Hart and uh, once Jay squashed her, I felt like this is going to lead to, Julie Hart during uh, uh, the the House of Black, but um, uh, not only that, but uh, but the main promo is is mostly about um the the upcoming tag team match that's set for next week with uh, Matakai Black and Brody King versus Pack and um and yeah uh, uh, the Death Triangle next week. Yeah, I was definitely definitely um. I was disappointed that I didn't get to see the House of Black wrestle, wrestle last night, to be honest. Um, but I'm excited to see what they do with Pac. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So uh, next week, uh, we have the House of Black versus the Depth Triangle. Versus the Depth Triangle. And, and then we got a promo during the, the commercial break. As you already know, Sammy Gabar with the flip cards. Fuego, so it was there to help him out because you know Sammy was all bruised up uh, from the match, <laughs> and, then, and then after the commercial with uh, with Sammy Guevara, we got Britt Breaker taunting the Cleveland Browns, glowing over her accomplishments, and then just I uh, can't wait to see her man Adam Cole, and then uh, uh, in a man lights out match um, with Orange Cassidy, but um. It's a man. Now we're I feel, I feel the, like Britt Breaker's going to have a vacation if she don't have an opponent at Revolution. Yeah. We're, we're, with this, with the Orange Cassidy match, though, we're getting to the real exciting news about what happened last night and who debuted last night. Well, hold on, hold on. We're not there yet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but before we get there, Let's talk about uh, the matches that that are announced for this Friday's Rampage and next week's um, uh, Dynamite. So, uh, 
for this week's Rampage, we do have Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson finally having their match against FTR. They, uh, they were supposed to have a match previously, but but due to COVID, that, uh, that didn't happen. So we're finally going to get that. Um, then we got to see Biggie Guerrero and Nyla Rose um, cutting a promo. So they finally go to, I think it's either going to be either Dynamite next week or Rampage next week, saying that Nyla Rose is going to square up with Ruby Soho. I don't know when that's going to happen. It's probably going to happen on a Rampage, but they never mentioned when that's going to happen. Um, I kind of miss, I don't know if I missed that or, or something like that. And then um, we got a check. Uh, um, like I said, we got a TBS uh, championship match with Jay Cargill and Julia Hart. Um, the AEW World, uh, World Tag Team title match with um, the Address Express and Private Party. And then um, uh, John Moxley versus uh, one of the members from the, the Acclaim. And then uh, next week's Dynamite, we finally going to get the match with CM Punk and MJF. And then the House of Black versus the, uh, uh, the, the, the Death Triangle. So, sounds like a real packed show. Hey, how do you feel about the acclaim? Oh my God, they—they, they, uh, I see them as the throwback of Doctor Thugonomics John Cena. Yeah, I can see that. But also, what what kind of makes them interesting is they're a little bit of road dog and Billy Gunn at times too. With just like their not with their personality, but just kind of like their presentation with the you know Washington DC acclaim have arrived, and then having Max Caster do you know all his stuff. Man, they're such an interesting team. Like Max Caster just reminds me of that high school um, clown, like class clown type of guy that, you know, I, I feel like I just know a couple of cats like Max Caster that's just an oddball. And he shouldn't be an oddball, but he is an oddball, you know? So I just think uh, I'm really big. I'm really over on those guys. Man. They're, they're a great team, young team. And I think with time, they're going to be, you know, something to look, something to look forward to seeing them win the belts. Yeah, but um, I can't wait to see uh, um, what the future holds. But um, so we go into the unsanctioned lights out match with Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. Now, let me just say it's unsanctioned, so that means winner losses doesn't matter. So Adam Cole is still undefeated, he is still undefeated in singles matches, okay. This doesn't count. So um, uh, moving forward, it, it went a lot all over the place. Uh, we saw appearances from Nick Jackson and and who else? We saw best friends in there, but um, we got a debut. But it's not the debut that you guys will, will comment uh, might be uh, expecting. But that debut coming from. Yeah, you already know. Uh, you want to mention his name? You already mentioned. You want to say his name? So Dan Hauser is all elite baby. That is a fact. Now he is in the company, and I think I think I can't wait to see all this stuff. Come on. I know him and um, I know him and Orange Cassidy are friends or alike. Um, so if they are paired up with him, that'd be hilarious, but I just can't to see what, um, what he does 
throughout the company and just how he's going to just come kind of become a part of stuff because he's a great talent man he's hilarious so um just that that video within housing and the ass voice was hilarious um so i just can't wait to see what they plan to do with him and how he's going to fit in but i think aew is a perfect place for a character like him especially when he pull up the i got your nose <laughs> oh my god like uh legit everybody thought it was going to be johnny gargano debuting but uh-huh. it, that did not happen yeah yeah we we got to wait uh, uh another time for 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 that for that to happen okay yo aew no. needs another like rampage needs to be a two-hour show like they need to take rampage and move it to like saturday or hey Sorry, guys, my dog. My dog name is Charlotte Flair, by the way. Um, but um, it is not a disrespect to Charlotte Flair. Just I was a real big fan of her at the time when we got this puppy. Um, come on, Charlotte. Um, but anyways, um, I think Rampage needs to be two hours. Their 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 roster is so filled to the brim that they need an additional an additional hour for all of this or dark needs to become something more serious you know what i'm saying like aew dark and elevation they need to become something more serious where it's like their main talent is is wrestling on those shows because if they take that time for dark to focus in on everybody we'll have a lot more great matches but i'm excited that dan housing is in in aew yeah i want rampage to be a two-hour show but it just got to move away from, from from Friday night. Friday yeah. at 10 after SmackDown, it sounded like a good idea in the beginning, but not so much now. I think they need to kind of make it a, you know, I don't know, put it on Tuesday. Go back head-to-head with uh, NXT or something. I'm not sure, but uh, do something. But I think it needs to move, or just move it up an hour. Start it at 9 to 11 or something. I don't know. Yeah. But going back to uh, Cole and Cassidy match, after the, all the uh, surprise appearances, they go back to a go position, aka gorilla position, where you saw Tony uh, Tony Khan and them on there, which um, you don't hardly see in WWE, where you see Vincent Bruce at gorilla position. You don't see that. Right. We go back. You go back there, but um, you see Tony Khan there. Um, what did I say? After they gone back for Gorilla Bishop, they went back to uh to the ramp and go up uh, uh to the stage. Oh, and there was one point when Coles tried to do the low blow, but um, it's not the low blow you expected because Forrest Cassidy had a cup filled with thumbtacks. <laughs> what thumbtacks? <laughs> You know, Orange Cassidy is great. Uh, such a good talent. That was a great moment, by the way. And Cole is just such a good heel, you know, with all his reactions and his storytelling. Uh, really good match between these two. I wasn't I wasn't really knowing, like, what to expect from this match, but I was, like, really surprised, and I was glued to my set watching these two guys wrestle. Yeah. And then let me say, uh, the ending of the match kind of reminds me of Blood and Guts. In which way? Of the ending. Like, uh, okay. at the end of the match, when Cole and Cassie was up, was on top of the stage, yeah. and then Cassie grabbed Cole with a hug, 
<laughs> and then, that was great. Yeah. Watching Cole try to get out of that hug was hilarious. Yeah. And when they crashed down below, it don't look like tables. There was like a, a, a piece of cardboard. And that's exactly how Chris Jericho landed in some cardboards where MJ push did the uh, Simba and Scar dingy. No, you know what? In Blood and Guts, what they did was they covered it up with something that looked like metal, but under it, it was like plywood and everything like that. So, um, yeah. So, are you are you have an issue with them like using crash pads or like you know stunt stuff to protect the wrestlers? I mean, uh, uh, it's nothing wrong with it, but um, it just uh, it just felt too similar to that. Gotcha. Well, I guess the hug and everything. Uh, yeah, I feel what you're saying, but yeah. um, but I like I like how like he landed in the pin position and the referee tripped as he tried to like uh, uh count the one two three. But yeah, I like those um endings. You know those those fall endings and and all that stuff. I had no issues with it. And plus, like I think, what was the was there a different, um, oh, blood and guts, Jericho had to say, I quit or we quit. And then MJF still pushed him over. That's what that was. Okay. Yeah. But um, uh, uh, the, it was a good, uh, it was a good lights out match. I, I would say it wasn't better than um, Britt Breaker had done. There was a lights out match, but it was pretty decent. So hopefully this is the end of the rivalry between Abaco and Oris Cassidy. So they move on to some other things. But uh um, maybe face can win and the heel can still keep his pristine record. Yeah. Well, smart. That, that was smart booking. Yeah. But like I said, this is unsanctioned. The wins and loss did not matter. So Adam Cole is still undefeated. Undefeated, baby. Yeah. And it's currently number one ranking and should be the number one contender for the AEW world title. But we'll see how that goes uh, from there. But uh, overall, this was a good um, a good show, a good Beach Break show. Uh, third overall, uh, third appearance for, for Beach Break. Uh, the, the latter match was the highlight of the show, the match of the night of the show. But uh, everything else was good. Can't wait to see what next week's show going to be like uh, uh, in Chicago. In Chicago. Yes, indeed. Should Rampage, not Rampage, should Dynamite go three hours, Trico? Yeah, uh, so just keep it two hours. Just keep it two hours? I don't know. I need more AEW in my life, man. I need more AEW. I need to find out kind of like, guys, we need more because you got too many good people, you know? I need to see more Andrade. I need to see more people. That was my big thing about this show. I feel like some of those promo spots, like the MJF and CM Punk one, went really long. I think the uh, did we talk about the Britt Baker promo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think some of these promo spots were too long, where we could have had more wrestling. So great episode, but I wanted more wrestling in the show last night than promos. Yeah, but uh, it just. Uh... Just waiting to see how these next two weeks uh, is going to lead up to to Revolution and uh, in March. So we still got to build up some some matches uh, uh, towards there. You already see some tease for for Revolution. It's just a matter of how we're going to execute uh, the, those matches. So so the next two weeks is going to be uh, very interesting. 
because you got CM Punk versus MJF next week. And then the following week, you got Heyman Adam Page versus um, Lance Archer for the AEW World title in a Texas depth match. But we're going to see how the next two weeks unfolds. The next two weeks. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah. But um, but we'll, we will be back on Saturday for the, the Rampage um. Uh, review show so uh and then uh anything else you uh you want to mention uh before we head off no man guys keep listening to the show like it subscribe to it if we, if we see you guys like it comment let us know what your favorite parts is if we see all of that stuff start to get more we build a community we'll do this a lot more you know what i mean but yeah guys like and subscribe to this, to this podcast all right all right and then um other than that, he's Liam, and I'm Trico, and we're signing off. Peace. Peace.